Hello, and welcome to the Running Hook Podcast, hosted by Alex Burr, a member of the Running Hook Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of The Running Hook. God, it feels so good to say those words. I am joined by two of my absolute favorite people to do podcasts with. Just a, just a little secret. I love doing podcasts with all the people in the network, but these two these two might take the cake right here. Don't tell, don't tell anyone else. Caleb, when you listen, I love you, buddy. <laughs> but I am joined by my WandaVision co-host, Zach Griffith. Zach, how are we doing tonight? Doing good, doing good. We got a little crossover episode here. That's right. We have three running hook properties here. That's right. <laughs> and the reason why Zach says that is because our other guest tonight is my good friend, J.D. Hall. J.D., how excited are you to be doing this pod tonight? You know, feeling greatest on I'm the man with the plan. <laughs> Not going to ask you for a Battleground style intro because, you know, those are precious and I don't want you wasting those on the running hook. That's um, fine. They don't deserve them over there no more either. Nobody want to step. Step in that, that ring with me. No, they don't. They don't. We, we will get someone to step in the JD, I might step in the ring with you just to, you know, fuel the competitive fire. But that's not why we're here tonight, folks. Tonight, we are here to recap. Not recap. To re- reveal, I'll sh- say. I am kind of out of it, so forgive me. But I'm going to bring my best energy that I can. Um, reveal our all-star picks for both conferences. That's right. 24 players each. And we're going to go. So, okay. So, our format is we're going to be going you know, the usual starting format of two guards and then three forwards slash centers. If you want, you can do three forwards if you want, but this year centers are heavily involved in the picture. So we don't have that conundrum this year. Um, And then the first five bench guys, it's the same format and then two wild cards. So you get to pick like, let's just say my last two Eastern conference spots. I want to give it to, I want to give it to LaMelo ball and Duncan Robinson. I could do that. Now, neither of those two are all-stars this year, but I could give them all-star spots. I don't have, I'm not beholden to position. So let's start in the Eastern Conference, guys, because the East, both conferences were hard, but for some reason, I felt like the Eastern Conference was harder. So we're going to start with our starters. I'm going to have us all reveal them at once and we'll discuss. So I will ask first, and I'll start with Zach, yes or no. Are your starters Giannis Attendekumbo, Kevin Durant, and Joel Embiid? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, JD. Yes or no? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> this was that. This was by far the easiest part of the process, because those three have been playing phenomenally ha, the process. All year. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> My MVP. <laughs> he is playing like an MVP. Giannis, if he hadn't won two in a row, would probably be in the conversation. And Kevin Durant's not going to be in the conversation because the team is loaded. But they are. The Nets are playing phenomenal, and that is when Kevin Durant's on the court and it is mostly because of him. Let's be real. But the more interesting conversation to have the guards. Now this was pretty hard to do because there's a lot of good Eastern conference guards, but I wouldn't say there's a lot of great ones. So I'm going to stir up controversy first. JD, I'll start with you. Who are your two guards? You ready for this? I don't think I am. Let me in. I'm going to let you in on the secret. Oh no. One. Is Ben Simmons. Wow. The I other, like it. I like it. The other, Jalen Brown. Okay, I, I saw that coming. Yeah. But Ben yeah. Simmons, wow. So, okay, we'll discuss. Can't deny it. We'll discuss, but 
Zach, who are your two starting guards? Well, you're right that the East was harder, but I thought the starting five wasn't straightforward, but it was semi-easy. My guards, Bradley Beal and James Harden. Ah. Wow. This is nice because none of us have the same guard, same two guards. I knew it. I knew it. I have Bradley Beal from Zach, and I have Jalen Brown from from JD. So this is an interesting conversation. I feel like we got to start with JD. JD, why is Ben Simmons starting for you in the All-Star game? See, hey, I love it, JD. I love it. It's a great I pick. Mean, when it when it comes down to it, you got to just go with the simple things. Ben Simmons is somebody whose numbers goes his production goes way beyond the numbers. But think about it. He gave you 15, 8, and 8, two steals a night, shooting 56%. But it's not just that. He has been, okay, look at his defensive impact without the steals and the blocks. I mean, who who have we seen like up Damian Lillard at all this year? And Damian Lillard was hot when he started guarding Damian Lillard. That he held Devin Booker in check to Devin Booker start cooking Tobias Harris off them switch offs. And then, I mean, it's Devin Booker. He get open, he, he going to do what he got to do. Um, last night, he played without Joel Embiid and was set a career high. And I love how this year everybody slowed up on the can he play? Is it better to separate him and the beat? Look at what they do together. Number one seed in the East with both of them leading the way. I have not seen one time yes. they stepped on each other's toes. Yes. They, I've been saying it for all last season. Surround them with shooters, not Al Horford. And I guarantee you it's a different <laughs> tune you sing. I, I kept saying it. We never said this when they had Elia Sova, Bellinelli, J.J. Reddick. But then you surround them with Josh Richardson and Al Horford. Uh, Granted, they can knock down shots, but they not Steph Curry, uh, uh, Danny Green. We know that these guys can spot up and shoot. We know this. 40% for their whole careers. Have we seen Josh Richardson and Al Horford shoot 40% yet? I think Josh has gotten close. I think Josh was like 39 or 38 a year. But is he definitely not Horford? Definitely not Horford. We we would never consider Josh Richardson the shooter of Seth Curry or or Danny Green. And no, Ben Simmons has been an absolute monster. They number one seed in the East for a large part due to him. Yes, they don't play the best without it beat. But Ben Simmons take on the scoring load. Look at what they did versus Boston. He absolutely clamped up and he closed out the game. He went on the 11-0 scoring run himself. Look at look at uh what they did versus every playoff team. Ben Simmons shows up. He clamps up. He does all the small things that you want him to do. I mean, him and him and Joel and B pick and roll game is unstoppable. Let alone him doing dribble handoffs with the shooters. And as a cutter, his game is absolutely unlocked without having to shoot the three, as I've been saying. Well, J.D., what do you, what do you think about this? Because 
We all know the slander against Ben Simmons is he can't shoot, and he still can't mm-hmm. shoot. Mm-hmm. But I think his defense has gotten so much better this year. Oh, man. And let's be honest, how many guys in the league can you look at and say, well, he's going to give me 15, 8, and 8 tonight? 10? Maybe? My, my point exactly. So I'm saying, does it even matter that he can't shoot anymore? Not at he all. Does so me. much else? Not, not at all. I think at this point, you can only look at – if we just go on this recent stretch and we we think of that, every one of them is an all-star that we could say can do that. Everyone that we say can do that is an all-star. Yeah. JD, I want to tell you something. I had Ben Simmons off the team, but then you talking about it realized, and plus admittedly recency bias with the great game against Utah last night, he hadn't done that all year. But he is... I wasn't ready to say this a week ago, but I am now. He's the defensive player of the year. I've been saying through, it. Through 30 I said games. it two yeah, years in a totally. row, didn't I? Zach, isn't yeah. this the second in a row? Yeah. I said he, he lead the way. And would you guys say he's the third best playmaker in the league behind, like, Jokic and LeBron? That's tough. I would still maybe say Chris Paul. Like, put Luka in there, too. I would put those guys in there, but surprise. Top five. Simmons top five, right? I think... Like, I think as far as just playmaking ability, Ben Simmons, I I would take Ben Simmons over Jokic, but I take Jokic as a passer. That's that's fair. I I could see the distinction you're making there. I would probably disagree with you, but I can I can respect the uh, the logic to how you got there. So I I don't take offense to it. Um, to avoid spending too long on Simmons, because he is by far the defensive player of the year so far in the way that it's going. Right. So, okay. The reason why I come to the defensive player of the year logic is they got blown out by Portland without Dame the yeah. week before they abs- before Simmons absolutely Damning. shut him down. Damning. Yeah. Like, yeah. The fact that he's that key to their offense is like, and defense. He is clearly yeah. an all-star. I I did have Vucevic on instead of him, but and that was close wow. even. Mm. I think Vucevic has been killing it this year. So I agree. I agree, but it's it's tough, JD. Like you, you know can, you can understand why I left yeah. him off at first, right? Like I, I'm not a yeah, I'm not being unreasonable here, but I, I can't fault you for that. Vucevic definitely uh deserves a lot of recognition. It's just when it boils down to me as far as who these guys is and what they doing a lot of it does come into how it how it relates to winning which is why bradley bill not started yeah i don't have a problem with the vucevic thing i mean he's kept that franchise above water for like three years now so i don't have a problem with it and they're gonna trade him to the chicago bulls Otto porter and wendell carter and we're gonna have a super team going jd we're gonna have a super team going <laughs> if if we can get that to happen in chicago ab you can't say we're you can't say that <laughs> <laughs> but if, if we can get him in Chicago, listen, we ninth in the East right now. We ninth in the East right now. We have right. a lot of close losses. I'm telling you, if we get him, we crack top seven, maybe top six. You beat us last night. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, we... <laughs> hey, we ain't gotta go into that. We don't gotta get in. Let's into not. That. Let's not for the interest please, of time. Please let's, don't. Let's not for the interest of time. Zach, you have Harden starting, and I have to ask you. He did not start the year in the East, and no. the way that he got to the Nets, admittedly, wasn't great. So, no. why did you choose him to be your starter for the for the Eastern Conference card? Well, 
I thought that'd be the biggest knock against this pick that he hasn't been in the East all season, which is totally fair. Totally fair. But I had him here because and look, my hardened stock took a huge it took a huge hit <laughs> in the offseason, beginning of this season. It took, a, it took a massive hit. <laughs> but uh I just think he's adapted really well in Brooklyn. I mean it's it, it hasn't been seamless. I mean they had some kinks to work out in the start, but it's pretty good now, and especially when Kyrie was out these past few games when KD's been out, he's just stepped up. To me, he's proven he can play make when the team is not catered around him. Like, he's averaging 11 assists right now. He's still averaging, like, 24 points. He can still drop 50 any given night. I just... I don't know. Maybe I just wanted a high-scoring backcourt for the East All-Stars, but that's that's why, that's why I've got Harden here. It's crazy because watching the Nets... Harden gets so pissed off about their defense, which is not a sentence I thought I'd say in the year 2021. But just like coming from like a team with hell, Westbrook is better on defense than some of these Nets players. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, coming from a team with Westbrook, Tucker, the defense. <laughs> Kevin well, I, I think even Harden knows, like, oh, fuck, we don't have any defense. I can't coast anymore. <laughs> he's, well, he's, yeah, play defense. <laughs> that's something I've noticed. He's like, I mean, he hasn't. He's been trying hard for the last couple of years, but this year is different. Like he has to actually play defense because tell me if I'm wrong, guys. I mean, yes, they signed Robertson and they signed Shumpert. But before they signed but they those don't two play guys, him. well, they just signed Robertson to be fair. Like they yes, gotta yeah, play yeah, Robertson. Yeah. They gotta play him. I don't care if <laughs> they're gonna have to play both. Play. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you gentlemen a simple yes or no question. Before they signed those two players, was James Harden one of the two best defenders on the Brooklyn Nets? No, <laughs> I think God he was. Damn, it's close. <laughs> I think a pick. I, ha- I have to say no. I mean, at that point, you're looking at DeAndre Jordan and just rubbing your forehead. Like, uh, but, but listen, I, I I seen I seen DJ in the first eight minutes of a game play better defense than Hardy did for forty minutes of a game. Hey, DJ I, can I can't still rebound. He can still rebound. I can't. And, then, and Kevin Durant can't can't. Can't go against Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, the best defender they got inside and outside. Yeah, he's I, the best. Give me Harden over DJ, but you can maybe convince me into saying like Jeff Green is better or Bruce Brown, but like I'm not, not saying Bruce Brown. We Joe will Harris. not include Joe Bruce Harris. Brown. <laughs> now Jeff Green, I've seen Jeff Green play some good defense. Yeah, Jeff I will Green. never put Bruce Brown in a conversation. <laughs> Which is sad because we're talking about James Harden. <laughs> but um, the, okay, here's another question I have because I want to talk about Jalen and Brad because those two have been amazing. But did either of you consider starting Kyrie? I know I didn't, but did no. either of you consider starting Kyrie? No. Nope. I thought about it for 10 seconds. And then quickly, you know? Yeah, I, I simply thought, hmm, Jalen Brown? Absolutely. Ben Simmons? Absolutely. Hey, no Kyrie. Boom. <laughs> so, okay. So I'll, I'll ask each of you. So Zach, Bradley Beal, how, what have you seen from him that you've liked so far this year? Well, first off, he's on my fantasy team, so I like that a lot. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> goddamn Lee scoring, leading score in the NBA by like five points, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't he averaging like 35? I mean, yeah. He's averaging four and a half assists. But let me tell you, on this team, <laughs> that's like eight on any other team. That's like eight assists on any other squad. <laughs> I think uh, without... Just oh, 
And I think uh, without him, the Wizards might be the worst team in the NBA. I think with him, they're the worst team in the NBA. And that's nothing against uh, they're him. They're still the worst team. they still <laughs> wow. the worst team. I think they're worse than Detroit. I'm Please. ready to... Somebody save them. They're, they're definitely worse. Like Somebody swoop in yeah. and save them. We could say free Bradley Beal and Dave Davis Bertans. Only people on the team, I'll say it about. Um, Bertans this year, though, is taking a noticeable step back. He is shooting <laughs> 35% yeah. from three on eight attempts a game. Dude, he got that paycheck. Just came back from injury. Shoot, you, well, not injury, but, you know, he was uh, out with COVID. So he's still finding his groove and stuff. Can't blame him for that. But even before then, he was just brick after brick after brick. I don't know. Brad is dealing with a tough situation, but I still think, you know, it's okay. He hasn't played defense this year other than like the first two games. When he plays defense, he's a top 15 player in the league. I There's no doubt in my mind about it. Like he is that talented. And even when he's not playing defense, he's still all-star starter caliber to me. And I, I probably would have started Harden over him if Harden was in Brooklyn for all 23 games. So I'll give him that, but I just, I can't start Harden over him. Um, JD, this is Celtics week for me. So I'm catching up on the Celtics, but what have you seen from Jalen Brown this year? Like that is such a big improvement that he's already starting in the all-star game in his first one. Um, I wouldn't say what's new. I'll say is just the opportunity. I mean, he doing everything I've, I've seen him capable of doing. I know we give Jason Tatum the praise from the rookie year um, versus uh, Cleveland in the playoffs. Jalen Brown led the team in scoring. Jalen Brown was their number two defender after Marcus Morris. Um, I think Jalen Brown simply just said, all right, Tatum going down, I'm, I'm leaning away. Kimber not playing, hey, JT, stand to the side. I see you gassed. I got this. I mean, what, what else do we want from him? He's, I believe he's their best defender. Um, he's a knockdown shooter. And he do, he plays within himself, don't go out his way to do nothing. He one of the most un I say underrated just for the simple fact totally we is. don't look at him like the superstar he is. No, we don't. I, I think that he's one of them. I think that he wanted them guys that if, if I had to give him a comparison, I look at him under the Kawhi and Jimmy Butler branch guy. Mm-hmm. But the only difference is he got drafted high, but he did not see a lot of playing time his first year. His second year, we said, okay, he come in, give you a little bit of defense. He'll have to knock down over shot. But now he became a serious two-way threat that you, and he's a knockdown shooter. He he can pass the ball. He it's sim- he he just does everything that you want. And he for years he was the only guy not afraid to go at Giannis. A lot of times we seen people bag out of Giannis' way, scared to go in and try to dunk on him. Jalen Brown, most of his highlight dunks, Giannis is under the rim. Some of his best dunks, Giannis is under the rim. MVP Giannis at that. No fear in him at all. I, I love everything that he do. You know, y'all know the kind of guys I love. I like I love two-way studs, especially wings, and mm-hmm. that's one of them. Yep. 
<laughs> no doubt about that. In the interest of moving this train along the tracks, JD said everything I could possibly say about Jalen Brown, and I agree with everything Zach said about Bradley Beal. So let's go ahead and move on to the reserves. So we'll start with the two guards just because that'll keep the pace up a little faster. But so I'll start with Zach this time. <laughs> Who are your first two guards on the Eastern Conference bench? It's uh, Simmons and Jalen Brown. And one thing on Jalen Brown, I agree with everything JD said. He's averaging 26 points, which is more than Tatum. One more point than Tatum. And the thing I've seen him do this season that he just didn't do in seasons past, he creates his own shot like we have not seen. He can do it off the dribble. He can do it on pull-up. He can do it pretty much any way now. Mm -hmm. So, And then I talked about Simmons. So, yeah. Those are my two guards. JD, your two guards. Harden and Bradley Beal. Okay. And then my two guards were Harden and Kyrie Irving. I know Kyrie's had a little Ah. bit of up and down season, but I still think he's been phenomenal this year. Like, you can't deny how good he's been when he's been on the court. Absolutely. And, And the way the media talked about him when he took his mental health sabbatical, I didn't like I'll say that I, I hated it I didn't think you know like listen have I not liked a lot of the things Kyrie has done in the past yes I JD you know I'm not a very big Kyrie Irving fan just like personally but when it comes to mental health and this year is so fucking weird <laughs> this last year since March has been so fucking weird I'm not gonna knock him for that and when he's been on the court he has been incredible like he is still one of the best scorers in the league just flat out. He's never stopped. Yeah. It, he's averaging 28 points a game right now. <laughs> yeah. On 53% from the field, 44% from three. He's 50, 40, 90 with ease right now. Yep. He is cooking with gas. 53, 44, 92. Gets bad every year. Insane efficiency. He's he's in the perfect role because he can just shoot, 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 shoot. He doesn't have to assist much, but he's still capable of it. That's Harden's job. I thought they said it perfectly when they said Harden's the point guard. He's the shooting guard. Absolutely. The exact thing that they need. He's the best offensive second option that we've had in a long time. And now he's the third option, Zach. Now he's the third option. (laughs) So this team, the Nets team is going to give up a lot of points. Yes, they are an awful, awful defensive team. Robertson Mm -hmm. will help because Robertson's a great defender. But I think they I think they actually can put if they use these certain lineups, put certain lineups in place, they could have a decent closing defensive team with Kyrie and Harden on the floor. I think you can switch out. Jeff Green, Shump, and um, and Ro- uh, Andre Roberson with no problem just because Kevin Durant's seven feet tall, and and, and that that's the end of it. Kevin Durant is seven feet tall. Yeah, you want him to go inside, outside. We know Harden, big body, Harden going to guard somebody that's not moving a lot. Um, but then you got Shump, Ro- Roberson, and um, and Jeff Green, who you could say, I right, take take, you could send. Shump out to one through three with no problem. Robertson, he's going to guard one through five and don't care. And Jeff Green, three through five. You can say, all right, Kyrie, take take whoever that just can't score. Someone's always going to have someone on the court that can't score. (laughs) Zach, you got something to say? (laughs) No, I'm just just thinking about uh, Robertson. And 
him airballing in a corner three. That's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> hey, man. Listen. <laughs> Yeah, that teams are gonna nightmares for a series. Teams are gonna leave them open, <laughs> but it's not gonna it's not gonna matter. Um, I we didn't have to talk much about the reserve cards because we already talked about a lot of them in the uh, beginning section. So let's move on to the Eastern Conference reserve. This will be good. Forwards. This is bound to be interesting. Since I haven't started yet, I'll start because I know this is bound to draw some disagreement from one Mister Jeremiah Hall. Oh. My first forward is Chris Middleton. <laughs> Second forward is Jason Tatum. <laughs> And the third forward is Bam Adebayo. And so Zach, go next. Who are your who are your three forwards? Oh, we had two out of three. Two out of three. Bam and Tatum. And Domas Sabonis, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then JD, your three forwards. Jason Tatum. And the two guys in South Beach, Jimmy Butler and Bam. This is where we disagree. All right. So, J.D., you and I, I knew we were going to disagree about this strongly when you told me that you had him on your team. I knew that. I knew that. Why? He's only. Okay. I'm trying to. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) The 15 games. What has he done? What has he done in those 15 games? Let's, let's look at the averages because he led that league in those 15 games. I mean, he led that team in those 15 games. Let's be honest. They sucked with Bam Adebayo trying to lead the way. They sucked. That's why they in a place that they But without now. Bam, but they would have been what... a bottom feeder. Yeah. Um, look, Bam numbers is why he's an all-star. Um, but it, like I said, as far as impacting what they doing on the floor, uh, when they when he's off the floor, what is he now, giving? Now this what is, is going on? This is biased. I gotta, I gotta go. As I a guy who's him. biased, this is biased. I can't, bro. This I mean, look biased. at the triple doubles he put. Look at the triple doubles he's putting up nightly. Hold on, let's let's pull up my favorite thing. <laughs> let's pull up cleaning the glass because the reason why. Nightly. Okay. Bam. I'm, not, I'm not in the moderator chair anymore, JD. I come at you. Hey, hey, do what you got to do, baby. <laughs> do what you have to do. The reason why I had Bam. Ridiculous. 15 games. Bam on the team. Only Yeah, only 15. But by the time we get there, by the time we get to the All-Star game, he, he would have played enough. Which is in like a week, right? No, two weeks. I no. think JD's got a point there. But I certain Zach, I think we're on the same page here where it's too early to have him on the all-star team, but maybe, you know, by the time March 4th rolls around. Who are you going to kick off, though? I mean, Middleton was never making my team. Well, he's he's not on my team either. So, okay. Right. We agree there. That, 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 that's all. <laughs> so I guess I there. Middleton. Middleton. Yeah. Should I defend my case then as why I have Middleton on the team? Yeah, I might as well. I know you like him. Much to JD's chagrin, you should defend it. Listen. Hey, I really don't care. <laughs> he is one of – he is so good. Right? One of JD's favorite players. Got his jersey. Everything. <laughs> I, hey, I JD do. hating Chris Middleton is basically a running joke at this point. Listen. <laughs> I do not hate Chris Middleton. You the running joke I do not hate network. Chris Middleton. <laughs> I do not hate Chris Middleton. I like Chris Middleton. But what I'm not going to do is act like Chris Middleton belong. In the same breath as Jimmy Butler. You're going to sit here and say you like Chris Middleton after all these pods I've heard. <laughs> He's not a second option. 
is he's a second not. option. Give me Chris. Th- and that's why they and they lose. They lose because they don't go to him enough. They try to run. This is the problem. Okay. This buttonholes. Hey, they would not win. They they can't win. They why no, do you try no, to- no. No, no, Why? no. Okay. Chris Middleton as a third option superior to any other third option that's not Kyrie Irving. I disagree. Give me Chris Middleton as a third option. I not think the second. balance they have now where Drew is on the team instead of Bledsoe, it's going to make them so much better come playoff time, first of all. Bledsoe literally sucked. That's no surprise. In Okay. Like, no argument, though. Two of, like, the biggest playoff series in the, like, recent franchise history, right? He got owned by Roger. Mm-hmm. He got owned... He got owned. Okay, that's another one. He got owned by Rozier. He got <laughs> shut down by the Raptors. And then last year against the Heat, against the point guard situation that he should have been able to, to take advantage of, he totally Siakam got smothered by the Heat. <laughs> no, I'm uh, talking about Siakam locked him down. Please, and man. no, I'm saying uh, versus Toronto, so Siakam was guarding him. And then last season, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, Miami didn't care to guard him. They didn't need to. Yeah, they now, they're gonna the, like teams said, are gonna have to guard Drew now. Would have been a waste of a defender said, to put a guy on him. Said, go and Dragic. Go go give him what you was giving him in all them Phoenix practices. Go give him that Phoenix. Go give him the Phoenix Sun work of old. All right. Care so about him. Middleton, right? In that game four against Miami, he utterly destroyed them. He is more than capable of doing it. Best we game have, of his career. Yes, it was the best game of his career, JD, but he's he's capable of doing it on a more consistent basis. Can he put up that stat line? No. no. Never. But can he put up like 25 a game in a playoff series? Absolutely. Yeah. They need to trust him to handle the ball more. And they don't. And that's a bud problem. But he has been, he is so efficient. He is shooting 51% from the field, 44% from three and 90% from the free throw line. He is such a great yeah. scorer for them. And he is not averaging. He's only averaging 21 a game, but he just plays so well within his role. And if they need to expand his role, they will. The The thing that gets me JD, imagine how unstoppable it would be if they ran Middleton, Giannis pick and rolls because they, this is the problem with the bucks. He doesn't want to hear it. This is the problem with the Bucks. Giannis is a center. I know that face. Giannis is a center. He is, and they aren't playing him at center. Middleton is a two-three. I know right? that face. They need to get <laughs> like if they had, like let's just say the Bulls. If Thad Young wasn't balling his ass off right now, and the Bulls w- would buy him out, like because let's face it, before the year, Thad Young was a plausible buyout candidate because he did not do well last year in Chicago. If they could slot Thad Young in between He's Giannis asleep. and Middleton. He's <laughs> like you just can't convince me that team would be unstoppable wouldn't be unstoppable on offense. I just think that the the Middleton is so underappreciated because he is he does everything so well. He's such a good pull-up shooter. He's such a good he can get to the rim if you need him to. He doesn't live at the rim because Giannis lives at the rim. You can't have too many guys that live at the rim. I think Middleton is a phenomenal player and there's no reason why he shouldn't be an all-star. That's just me. Well, JD, let me just let me just say he's a very good player. I I I do not say he's a bad player. First of all, I hate Milwaukee. You will never hear me sit here and say anything good as long as he's on Milwaukee. But I will say he's a good player. I like what he does. If he was on another team, great. I think How about the I think Heat? he'll excel. He'll fit in great over there. His game style fit his his game style to any other team is great. I the way he plays the game is phenomenal. But now, do I, I think I kinda, he deserve it? Do I, I think he deserve it over some of these guys? No. I kind of agree think, with you that he's better as a third option. 
but I don't yeah, think it's think, too far off. I don't think he's too far off from a bona fide second, second option. Off. No, I, I don't listen. This is the thing. I don't either. But the problem is I haven't seen them win with him as a second option. That's I don't fair. think that I don't think that they're that great with him as a second option. I think you bring in a sec, a, a bona fide second option, who somebody who going to give you those 25 a night. And you let Middleton run as a third option. Bradley as a, the problem is you'd have to super, trade superstar. You'd have to trade Middleton. For you'd have to trade Middleton. Yeah. Listen, listen. I'm gonna be real. Take Middleton off of Milwaukee. I think they trash. Um still make the still make the all-star team. I mean still make the playoffs, but they're not great. I don't take that away from Middleton. I just don't see him being when you think of the top second options now that all most of these teams have top two guys to to go to i don't see middleton as one of the best like think of all the best teams we know he's not better than none of the big three on um on um he, de- he definitely doesn't come to mind when you think about best yeah but to I, be I fair, when, like- when you think of the when you think of the west would like could you say clay being healthy you take him over clay Oh no! Could could you say like like now you start thinking? Would you take them over? Um, you better CJ not. McCullum. I absolutely. That's an insult. Well, uh, A B. Yeah, hates McCullum. but but listen, listen, listen. But this is the thing. Do we really think CJ McCullum is a top two guy? No, but CJ right. Chris Middleton is. Do you take them over? Do you take them over Chris Paul or Devin Booker? No. Okay. See, this is the thing, JD. Though. Okay. If we're just going strictly second options, Chris Middleton is one of the best second options in the league. But you're listing a number, Elite a bunch third of number. Option. You're, no, you're see. This is what you're doing. You're listing a bunch of number one guys who are the second options, right? Kyrie Irving is not anyone's idea of a second option. If like a functional NBA, he, he has is been. The, well, he yes, he has been, but he's not. What I'm saying is, if you want a Brown guy, Brown Tatum, you take him over Brown or Tatum or Kimba. I would probably oh over Kemba yeah absolutely Kemba sucked this year. Um, yeah, this take year. Chris Middleton over Kemba. Yeah, generally speaking, yeah, I would just because of the size. The Th- size plays a big part of it, JD. This year, this over year, Kemba, I-, I agree with you. This year, I agree with you over Kemba. Last year, um, I would have easily taken him over Brown. Not this year, no. But last year, yeah, I would have taken him over Jalen Brown. Like Jalen Brown didn't have this dribble game Hell last no. year. Oh, he. Jalen Brown wasn't this good last year. This is the he thing. He didn't have. He didn't. I don't think he had thought. I don't think he had the opportunity to do it because Kemba had such a huge role, and Gordon Hayward was still over there. I think. I'm gonna be honest. This year alone, I think Gordon Hayward is better than uh, Chris Middleton. I can't agree. I I just can't agree. Listen, Gordon Hayward's looked it, good this year alone. I take Gordon Hayward over Chris Middleton. Gordon Hayward looks good because he dribbles the ball all the time, though. Like I mean, yes, he's that good and. It's not surprising that he's bouncing back given a bigger opportunity. But I no, I wouldn't take Middleton. I wouldn't take Hayward over Middleton. Absolutely not. Mid- Middleton in Gordon Hayward's role right now. He played better than Gordon Hayward. He probably a little better. Yeah, probably gives you like 23 5 and 5, which is a little better than what Gordon Hayward's doing. Listen, I'm not saying Middleton's some top like you know, I'm not saying he's a top 10 player. I think he's top 20 for sure. I think that he's one of the 20 best guys in the league, no doubt. And closer to 15 than some other guys. Like, I think he's really good. And I think that he is, 
if they don't have Middleton, you're right. If they don't have Middleton on that team, who's shot creating? Holiday? Holiday can't really create for others like that. Like Holiday's a shooting guard. This is the problem with Milwaukee, generally speaking, is that they don't really have a good point guard. They have Augustine, who is bound. He's been in the league forever. He's bound to fall off at some point. Should have kept Brogdon. Should have kept. Should have oh, kept Brogdon. I've been yeah, saying it. I, I've been saying this for years. I don't know why the hell they chose to pay. Yeah. Uh, Bledsoe and let Brogdon walk. So well, let, let me ask- tell you, I'm glad. I'm glad they made that decision. I think it was a great decision for them to do that, and uh, I think it's awesome. <laughs> Let me hey, ask I you do this, too. JD. I do too, because I, I hated that Brogdon was there. <laughs> I hated that Brogdon was there. The was series versus move. Kawhi. The series <laughs> versus Kawhi in Toronto. I was like, bro, if Brogdon is not making shots, they they ease, they lose so easy. Let me so let me ask easy. you this, JD. Okay. They have Drew Holiday and they have Chris Middleton. Two like two okay. and a half, like two point five guys, right? Not like pure second option guys. Don't you think that's pretty close to enough given the rest of the talent that they have on that team to maybe win the Eastern Conference? I don't think they win East. I don't think I don't think they can beat uh Brooklyn. I don't think they can. I dis- I think it's okay. I think okay. I think Philly's number one in the East right now. Just generally I, don't I think, think they could be Philly. Yeah, I, th- I don't think so either. Listen, I think I don't know. It's tough. We'll, we'll have to wait to the playoffs to see. This is a tell them, intri- tell them to beat Boston and Miami this year. They're going to beat Boston. Are you kidding me? Boston doesn't have any depth. Tell they can beat Boston unless unless Boston they, they, they somehow can, pulls off a drum and But tell them to. They can They're, beat Boston, but tell them to. I really, Miami. I, I I really can't sell in on them. Everybody knows their game. Playoffs come. It's different. It, I can't. I, I don't see them falling for the same bullshit every year. I know you and I don't agree on this, but Crowder's such a big loss for the Heat because that's extra physicality. That I agree. Their perimeter, their perimeter D is is lacking. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 cause a lot of injuries. I mean, Avery Bradley is stood when he plays for them, but he hasn't but, been playing. Yeah, I mean, I mean Miami in general. If COVID wasn't taking out all their players, Miami playoff team easily. Oh, they're they gonna be on the, the outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. They they on the outside due to uh the th- this COVID situation, but are you telling me I, the Knicks I, are I, not better than the Heat, JD? Are you telling me that's the case? <laughs> are you saying that the Bulls aren't better than the Heat? That's shocking. The Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I just say I'm gonna go a little tangent here. We need to get off the Hawks wagon. This isn't gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's done. I never was on there. I was never. On okay, there. okay. Well, we were talking I about the media. I- you guys were talking about the media earlier. The media has been really bad this season, and for get whatever them. reason, the Hawks Trash get all head. get a bunch yeah. of love, and they have since Trey Young got there. And I don't get it. They suck. Oh, the Hawks suck. I tell you why. I tell you why. Because they want a a, a new Steph Curry. That that's he all is it is. Steph they want. That's well, never gonna they, happen. They, they, they wanted a new Steph Curry, so they was just gonna ride him until they could. But this the thing: not only is he not Steph Curry, but also they they do not know how to use the talent that they got over there. They there's don't play no defense, way. and they don't know how to there, use the talent. And they're trying to trade John Collins for who fuck knows why. There's no way I would be trying to get rid of John Collins after him and Trey Young led the league in uh, pick and roll numbers last year. 
Not to mention now, their offseason. Do I don't get. I don't get what they're doing in the offseason. I, I don't get. Now, I listen. I love the Capella oh, edition yeah. that they got last year. But I'm gonna be honest. There's no way I'm gonna sit here and think that picking up playoff-ready guys with the team they already had uh-huh. was going to push them over the top because they they such a young team. I want to win after Rondo. I want to win after Gallinari because yeah. those guys could go help contender teams. Why would I put these guys around a bunch of youngsters? To be fair, Gallinari, I understand, but Rondo, Rondo is tough, especially when you had I, other younger guys that would fit a lot better. And for some reason, they still signed Chris Dunn. What's the point? If you, you gotta pick one of those guys, don't don't sign both of them. It's same thing with Gallinari they, and Bogdanovich. Pick one. They signed whoever that they could. Honestly, oh. exactly. If, if you bring in Bogdanovich, I, I I don't see why they went after. Listen, the thing to me about the I've been Bog- complaining about Boston for this. Is what I've been complaining about Boston for, instead of them letting their young guys just mature and play the way that they are, they want to just bring in people. I would have never went after Kimber. I would have never. Only reason they went after Kimber was because they knew they had to lose Kyrie. I'm sorry. I just wanted to go in on the Hawks for a sec. I, I hate that attention they get. I hate the love they get. Just they suck. Because I don't want to dwell on this topic, yes or no? Did either of you have Trey Young on your All Star team, JD? Fuck no. <laughs> Zan Zach is a no. I also didn't have him on my team. This is the worst Trey has been since his rookie year. Which I mean, he's only been in the league for three years, but he's a turnstile. He, I liked him more his rookie year. He can't play defense and he can't play off the ball, which is damning because he's a, such a special on ball player, but. I love Trey, but he's got to learn to play off ball if he wants to succeed. And because he can't be Steph Curry. Turnover prone. Exactly right. You can't be Steph Curry if you get playoff ball. Exactly. Turnover prone. And I don't think a lot of people paying enough attention. The guy's not efficient. I've been saying it for the longest. He is not an efficient player. No. I think he goes out his way a little bit too much, similar to what I said about Harden in previous years. Goes a little bit out his way a little too much to put up his numbers versus sometimes just let the game come to you. Went a little bit out his way a little bit too much. And now, because teams know he's going to just sit back and try to be a highlight every play, which he doesn't have to be. They letting him try it. Well, hey, J.D., they're trying to trade an efficient player right now, so maybe you can pick him up. Yeah, uh, I would love to. I would I will love it. Any team John Collins go to will love it. Yeah, they will. All right, so we already argued about Jimmy Butler. Basically, the argument is not enough games. The numbers, J.D., is right. The numbers are outstanding yeah. for, yep. for Jimmy, but it's just it, the games for me and Zach, but I, I don't – Jimmy was on my honorable mentions. I just couldn't have him on the team. Um, Sabonis, Zach. Let's talk about Sabonis. What have you seen from here, from him this year? That's because he's obviously stepped up a level. What have you seen from him this year that's different from last year? His playmaking is a hell of a lot better. Uh, you and I were talking over text a couple days ago about how I want to see him use. If he had a left-handed hook in the paint, I think he'd be unstoppable on offense. I really do, because then he could really do it all. His three-point shooting. You know, I can I can live without it. I don't need him shooting threes, but 
he he's just stepped up a level. He's averaging 21, 11, and 5. One thing I've noticed this year, our rebounding sucks. We fucking suck <laughs> on the boards. And he is like single-handedly getting boards for us, him and Miles. So I gotta I gotta have him. I gotta have him on my team here. This is something I noticed about the Pacers, and I'll I'll let you go, JD, in a second before we go. Miles is just like basically on an island by himself by the rim. There's like usually no one else down there with him. So yeah, he's gonna get a lot of blocks, but the Pacers are just gonna give up a lot of offensive rebounds if you only have the big guy by himself down in the paint. Cause Sabonis somehow is always on the perimeter. And I don't know how I don't know how, but He's always on the perimeter, but Sabonis has been playing out of his mind this year. I don't have him on my team because I, this was like one of the toughest cuts I had. The East this year is so tough (laughs) just in general, especially for the bench. It's really tough. It's really tough. Like I had, you'll see, I have like nine honorable mentions for the East. It's crazy because the the team suck in the East, but the players have been playing their asses off. Um, Tatum, you know, or JD, do you have anything you want to add on Sabonis before we move on to our wild cards? I love him. That's all. That's all. So Tatum, Tatum has been struggling this year, but he's still averaging 25 a game somehow. He is going to be, you know, when the, when the crop of guys at the top drop out of the league, he'll be a top 10 player. I think, I think he's pretty close to it already. Um, I know you prefer Brown JD, but I think Tatum is special. I think that he's He's struggled for sure. He struggled because he's had COVID, but I mean, even with his struggles, he's still playing out of his mind so and then remember Bam, that game winning bank shot that he hit over Giannis I loved mm-hmm. it exactly. one of my favorite things that happened to Milwaukee this year <laughs> and then Bam Bam is just a lot more better on offense I haven't watched a whole lot of the heat because we haven't gotten around to them yet but Bam is just the jumper is clearly better and if he's pulling up and hitting 16 footers they more confident he could be he could be a stud so with all that said, we have our two Eastern Conference wild cards before we move on to the Western Conference. So, I will start with Zach. Who are your wild cards? Well, one of them's Kyrie. Okay. Couldn't I uh-huh. couldn't leave him off. Couldn't leave him off. Mhm. Mhm. And the other one, say it. It's going to send shockwaves through the network and through Knicks fans, so- Julius Randle. Wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> all right, JD, what are your wild cards? Kyrie Irving, Zach Levine. I had Ben Simmons and Zach Levine. So um, let's. We have to start with Randall because that's shocking. Zach, why the hell Love. did you pick Julius Randall? <laughs> Look, this guy's been. I know. Sorry, Dylan Hughes. I know you've been going through it lately, but I'm gonna put you through it some more. <laughs> Julius Randall is on this fucking team because the New York Knicks are in the playoffs right now. Almost single-handedly because of this guy. I know we keep hearing about Emmanuel quickly and all these guys in New York, but Julius Randle, again, another guy on my fantasy team. So I've been seeing firsthand what he's doing. I don't know how many triple-doubles he's had this year, but it's unbelievable. He's carrying this team on both sides of the floor. Give me Julius Randle. The Knicks, the Knicks are in the playoff picture because of him. That's enough. So, <laughs> I've already talked a lot about Randall when we did our Knicks pod, but I talked a lot about Levine when we did our Bulls pod. So I'll sit this one out. But JD, um, <laughs> I know you probably don't like the Randall pick, but so tell us a little about the I'm Randall not pick. Against it, I'm not. I'm not completely against it. It's I not like unreasonable. Julius Randall. It's not I like unreasonable. Julius Randall. No, not at all. So I mean, 
Okay. Anybody ahead, that's Katie. seen anybody that's seen the Knicks play know that he pretty much is the operation. Totally. So is. much of it happens because of him, and it has to grow through him. I'm gonna be honest, RJ Barrett, not what everybody thought he was going to be. Not there. Yet. Um, to be un- fair, he's playing with the spacing. Sure. He's playing in a paint that's as crowded as a a, a bounce house at a at a graduation <laughs> party. <laughs> Yeah, but but see, this also goes in Julius Randle's favor because not only does he make it work, but he's knocking down the three. Just hit a career high the other night, eight of them. Um, then you you take into account Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, he, he's been up and down a lot, but more up because nobody thought much of him. Um, and, and most of that is because of Julius Randle. He draws so much attention. Um, I think he's a he he's calmed down the whole like he's more poised than ever. As I as I said before on on um the the power hour when you and Dylan was going through the teams when I came for the Knicks, I think a lot of everything goes through Julius Randle. He he's a triple double nightmare for for uh, opposing teams. I think that because he's settled down a lot and playing within himself and putting up these good numbers. Great numbers, actually. You know, he's actually the only player averaging 19, 10, and 5 this season who has never made an All-Star game. Oh, because the bonuses, yeah. That makes sense. The, the assist numbers are the big thing for me with Randall. I just didn't, I didn't know he was capable of, of that. I didn't know. That's crazy. He used to force him too much for me. That's crazy. I, I like can't, him. I can't believe Zach did that. Um, I actually think we talked about Zach Levine. Um, JD, just real quick, Levine, what have you seen that you've liked from him this year? Everything. He he can't make me mad, except for when he's not aggressive enough. We lost to Orlando Magic because he chose to be aggressive only in the fourth quarter. You know what happened the next night versus Orlando Magic? He put 39 on their heads. And you know where most of it came from? The first (laughs) half. We were up 30. We were up 30. Yes. Absolutely killing them. 70 points in the first half, I believe. Yeah, that was a turn it off early for me um, game because I I had bulls last week. So and that's, you know, one of my favorite things about him. I'm sorry for cutting you off. You know, one of my favorite things about him this year. Zach Levine is so competitive this year due to not making an all-star game last year. He's competing on the defensive end with everything he's got in him. And sometimes it it doesn't go his way. But the fact that he's competing on, he's taking every matchup so personal. Bradley Bill across from him, he's attacking him. He's he's D'ing up in him. Um He's more vocal, and I got to say this. I don't know if a lot of people watch the Bulls, but Zach Levine is one of the best closers in the league. One of the best closers in the league. A lot of our losses are close losses, and it's not due to Zach Levine being um, not being aggressive. In the fourth quarter, he's one of the best fourth quarter guys this year. Right now, I say if you put Zach Levine on any team – that we know is going to be in the playoffs. They got a certified closer, a competitive at a, imagine this, Trey Kimball for Zach Levine. 
and just watch Zach Levine work within that Boston Boston idea. Young, just like the other guys, he's super competitive. He doesn't go out his way to do anything that he can't do. You now you gotta really wonder what it is that's holding him back. And to to the credit of Chicago, they allow him to be him. But the problem is the guys around him doesn't necessarily have that same competitive drive. But he's an absolute diamond. So, okay. In the interest of moving on. And he's better than Chris Middleton. <laughs> that I can't. I can't go that far. I can't Better than Chris Middleton. I can't Better than Chris Middleton. Well, we're not going to stick on this. We're not going to stick on this. <laughs> so my long list of honorable mentions. Okay, so I have Vucevic. Jimmy Butler, DeMontis Sabonis, Trey Young, Jeremy Grant, Fred Van Vliet. Ah. I actually don't have Lowry on there, even though I wanted to put him on there. But Fred Van Vliet's been yeah, killing the Raptors. <laughs> Colin Sexton. <laughs> and then I had Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris has been killing it. And, you know, I have, been, I have hated him, hated on him for a while, but he's been killing it. But let's go ahead and move on to the Western Conference because we've already spent a lot longer. Quick question, on the AB. No Siakam? No, he sucked this year. I mean, that sucked. Zach, what you think about Siakam, the bona fide first option? I I have no comment on at this time. (laughs) I said he sucked. He's still shooting. He's still averaging twenty point five a game, but the efficiency is horrible for a big guy. But yeah, Um, Western Conference. So okay, so gentlemen, I will do the same thing I did last time. I'm assuming the forwards are going to be LeBron James. Kawhi Leonard and Nikola Jokic. JD, yes or no? No, no I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. No, I, I had Paul Millsap as one of my forwards. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised you didn't go with uh, Derek Jones Jr., you know, balling his ass off for the Portland Trailblazers. I had Derek Favors in place of Jokic. <laughs> okay. So the guards, again, are where this gets interesting because I feel like this is three good candidates and one of them is obvious we all have Steph right like there's no way Steph isn't starting the yeah no you don't have Steph starting you're kidding not at all you're kidding you're kidding JD who do you have start you have Luca you have Luca and I'm Dave just playing I'm just playing I guess yeah, he's just kidding he's kidding I've done too many you battlegrounds I've done Steph too many battlegrounds to know that face you and you know you you know how I feel. <laughs> Steph's, Steph is Steph, one of one. So okay, real quick, Steph is playing like he did his MVP year. It's insane how good he's been, and he has to be this good because the team absolutely sucks this time around. Efficiency, like, hold on, let me pull up the stats because he I'm is a point one percent off from being fifty forty ninety. What's the point one in Zach? Is it's a field goal percentage. Field goal. Forty nine point nine percent from the field, forty four percent, forty three point six. Excuse me, from three, but I rounded up there, and then ninety three from the free throw line. Thirty point one point. He's literally doing the exact same thing he did in his MVP year. Literally almost the exact same thing. He has been incredible. But I don't want to dwell too much on Steph because he has just been phenomenal. And let's face it, we're doing this for the debates, gentlemen. I'll start with Zach. Who is your other starter for the Western Conference? It was tough. I went back and forth, landed on Dame. Interesting. Jamie. Hey! Same. I had Luca. So, I feel like this is, a, this is an interesting debate. 
probably talk me into putting Damon there, but I feel like Luca, you know, it's close. Between those two is close. You can't deny it. But Zach, I'll start with you. Why Dame over Luca? It is it is close. The only reason for me was uh the Blazers are better than the Mavericks this year. That's the only reason. <laughs> That's fair. That's incredibly fair reason. <laughs> Literally JD. the only reason. <laughs> what about you, JD? I'm I'm sure it's more to it than that for you. Um, that's that's part of it, but also head to head, Dame just gave them that work. Damian Lillard team won the game. It was it was a spotlight show. Dame versus Luca, the better superstar won, I believe. Granted, granted, Porzingis has not been over uh been healthy all season, but since he's been back, um, Luca. Uh, production has not dwindled. It's only got better because he got Porzingis, but he had Porzingis in that game, and Dame didn't have CJ. He didn't have his number two. Dame has been great this year. I can't deny that Dame has been absolutely phenomenal this year. They're averaging about the same amount of points, same amount. uh, Luke is averaging a couple more assists, but I don't blame Dame there. Listen, it was really close for me. I just feel like Luca has been a little better this year. Plus, Luca had that stretch where like Finney Smith was out with COVID, um, Josh Richardson, Kleba, yeah. yeah. like four of the it main was like Tim Hardaway Jr. Pretty uh, much, like half of his rotation guys were oh out. Oh God! And he was still putting up numbers. Now, I do want to talk to you guys about something. Luca is not a good shooter, and I think people think he's a good shooter because How he's white. How dare you? He's Zach. <laughs> He's okay for his career, thirty-two percent from three on eight attempts a game. Like, dude, but he's European. He must be able to shoot. He he just kind of he's a <laughs> great foul drawer. Drawer, right? He's op- he needs to operate in the mid range because we're seeing now people are starting to operate in the mid range again. That's not good. Like, if you, you have can't to. Shoot, if you yeah, can't you shoot threes, to. I don't want you shooting threes. And this is somewhere where Dame has an actual legitimate advantage over Luca. Dame is like one of the best five shooters in the league right now. Like, it's maybe Steph, then like, you know, you want to go Clay, you know, in memoriam, then KD, then maybe like Duncan Robinson, and then Dame. Like, he's mm-hmm. in that level. And yeah. that's one advantage where where that Dame has over Luca, but I, I just, for me, I feel like Luca, I know the team sucks, but they also, again, they were missing like three starters for a majority of the season. So I got to give it to Luca. Cause I'm sure they'll bounce back. But what have you, Zach, I'll start with you. When you watch Dame this year, what have you seen from him that you've liked? I mean, it's all the same stuff. It's all the same stuff. I mean, they've kind of retooled this team a little bit. He's, Playing with Melo a lot better this year than I think he was last year. Ooh, Ooh that and new Odell. I think this is a sleeper West Finals team. Wow. Like I, I, I might I I know you're a jazz guy, Alex. Yeah. All of a sudden. I but, shouldn't have said uh, I regret saying my jazz in the group chat because I don't mean I, that at all. I think all, I would bet on uh Portland against Utah in a playoff series. <laughs> I do not agree, but we can get to that later. I'll, 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 you know, if if Portland finds themselves going up against Utah, you're going to be the first man I call. So. Hey, is Dame going to be one of the 10 best players ever to never win an MVP? <sighs> Let me look up the list. He might be. Yeah, and ring. 
Right. Oh, him and player. his teammate Carmelo Anthony will it's, be right in there together. It's kind of ridiculous. He's not going to win an MVP because I don't. I know he has a lot of years left, but I don't. I just don't see it happening for him. See, so you got Elgin Baylor. Jerry West. Bill Walton's the only dude to win MVP who played for the Trailblazers. John Havlicek. He's not better than any of those guys. Um, but as the further we get, oh man, it gets really ugly once you get to Alex English. Right. So, oh, saying. Isaiah Thomas. That'll be interesting to see if he's better than Pistons Isaiah Thomas. If we consider him better than that when he's done, I doubt it. Offensively, I don't um, see part of that though. Isaiah got the rings to go with his. That's that's the. Mm-hmm. Isaiah so, got the rings to go his. The team was actually built yeah. around him, constructed the right way. Gary Payton? Gary Payton's up there, yeah. It's going to yeah. be tough. Dame, I don't know where he's going to end up in the all-time rankings, but he's been really elite for the yeah, last... for so long. For the last eight years? He wasn't elite his rookie year, but... The really, last, since I, Aldridge left. That's when he took off, yeah, for sure. But even then, he had the shot in the playoffs. Yep. I'm not gonna fault you guys for putting Dame in your starting lineup. I don't think you guys can fault me for putting Luca in mine. Like I, I think that it's that close. Don't. No, I can't. I, don't. I only I can't fault you for your my jazz take. <laughs> but I wasn't being serious. No, I, I heard it. I heard it. The it. same. I, I, it's, it's just like when he said my Raptors. <laughs> that I was being a little more serious about because I love the Raptors last year, but yeah, no, you didn't. You chose Boston over them just because you Toronto is down. <laughs> because I was being objective, JD. I was being objective. I don't go with my heart. I go with my brain. What's Terrible objective? Zach. Terrible, Zach. It, it doesn't matter, Zach. Listen. No, what's objectivity? So, I, don't, I don't know. T- Toronto went down two games, and you heard what AB said. Boston in four. Well, it's over. It's over. It's, it's <laughs> over. It's, uh, Toronto cannot do anything with them. And to be fair, through the first two games, I was looking very correct on the, uh, that flip-flop. I will admit I flip-flopped, but I still think that your jazz. I can't say anything about that series last year because I had a, an abom- oh, no. I had an abominable take, and it's gonna Jalen Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, JD old takes exposed over here. Jalen <laughs> cold takes Hall. Jalen Brown buried Siakam's career post Kawhi Leonard. He did. He did. Yeah, that's uh-huh. that's pretty damning. But now that we don't we don't actually have much left to say about the um. The guards or the forwards. I think Jokic, I want to say Jokic real quick, has been fucking phenomenal this year. Yeah, you benefit from him in fantasy. I, yes, but that's not even, like, the point of it. <laughs> like, he's actually being – this. the difference between Jokic this year – Jokic before could, like, be compared to center Steve Nash where he wasn't actually shooting the ball. He was just, you know, passing it, you know, like trying to make the team better but not, like, actually taking advantage of his scoring ability. Jokic is taking advantage of his scoring ability this year. And listen, I JD, I know we, I listened to the battleground where you had Embiid as your MVP. I disagree. I think it's Jokic. Okay. I think Jokic is playing out of his mind this year. I I don't care mm-hmm. if he averages a triple double or not. But if you okay. if you average 25, 10, the media and, does. The media cares. Yeah, I That's I don't really care. But let's be real here. Jamal Murray has gone back to what he was before. Like he's like 10% better than he was last regular season, but he's not what he was in the bubble. Okay. And okay. Gary Harris, when was the last time Gary Harris was good on offense? Oh, God. Michigan. What's the last time he played in a game? 
That's a good point, too. Probably Michigan State, I would say. You want to talk about turnstiles on defense, Zach? Watch a Michael Porter Jr. game. Oh, my God. You just got to see that highlight. Kuzma got the rebound and dunked over him. He was was looking for a foul. (laughs) Personal. Michael Porter Jr. couldn't guard. Michael Porter Jr. isn't even playing offense tonight. Zero points through four quarters. Well, it's because, you know, it's because of the plays the coaches are calling. You know, it's they're just you remember that quote from last year. (laughs) Yeah, he was right, though. He was right at the time. I I just think that Jokic is playing out of his mind. Like, and I think. Listen, you got a good argument for him. Listen, okay. This is what I'm going to say. Okay. If they don't improve his teammates in the next couple of years. He has a legitimate case to force his way out of Denver. And I didn't think I'd ever say that. But he... Is it damning that they let Jeremy Grant go? No, because... ridiculous. No, but But actually, they didn't let him go. He chose Detroit. Yeah, and he wanted to... He wanted to be the first option on offense, and to be fair, they're by record the worst team in the league, but... He he wanted to show that he was more than what Denver had him for. Exactly. That's for sure. And also, if I'm not mistaken, there were some other factors that played into him choosing Detroit. But listen, Jeremy Grant, in the grand scheme of things, isn't a great loss because he was like their fourth option. But it's a problem. Great loss. Look at Malik Beasley in Minnesota. Right. Tory Hell, Tory Craig in Milwaukee. Right. That was a big loss nobody talked about. That's like that's the thing. All these small. I said that too. These small losses are piling up, and now Jokic is left with like a bare bones roster. And I'm curious to see if these young guys will step up on their roster. But in the, again, in the interest of time, LeBron's been fucking phenomenal. What is there to say about LeBron that hasn't already been said 75,000 times at this point? We are not, we at the running hook, unfortunately, are not going to offer any unique analysis into LeBron James at this point. So, and then Kawhi, Kawhi's been balling this year. And he's been a top five player for the last Every like the last four since twenty years, twenty seventeen. Yeah, when he's healthy, he's a top five player. So nothing to say about Kawhi, really. Hey, I I gotta say one thing. Okay, it is ridiculous. He's not getting any MVP consideration. I haven't watched the Clippers at all this year, actually, but he's in my top five. That that listen, I don't think he deserve it, as I st- said multiple times. But the fact he don't get any consideration, I think, is ridiculous. All right, Zach, you got something? I have a uh, connection to make that I want to see if you guys Bullshit. agree with. Okay. Denver is the Milwaukee of the West. Hey! They have an undoubtedly dominant first option, but their second option is good, not quite as good as you need them to be. To and be they fair, make it deep in the playoffs. Better third option. But they're never going to get over the top. But, J.D., if the second option for the Nuggets was Chris Middleton over Murray, wouldn't you feel a lot better about the Nuggets? I think that the combination of those guys would be great. Yeah, if they had just them like both, I felt, yeah. Just like I felt about Brockton and Middleton together instead of Bledsoe. Yeah. Exactly, but let's not dwell on let's not dwell on Middleton anymore because we've already spent way too much time talking about Chris Middleton. Okay, so our reserve guards for the for the Western Conference. I'll start. So I had Damian Lillard and Donovan Mitchell. JD, who are your reserve guards for the Western Conference? Luca and the Spider. Okay, Zach, reserve guards for the West. Yeah, this was this was easy. Luca and Mitchell. Again. So pretty much unanimous um, there. I will say I wanted to put Conley on here, 
but I didn't. And he's very high on my honorable mentions. He's probably the first guy I left out. Conley's been incredible this year. But JD, what have you seen from Donovan Mitchell that you've liked so far? Um, playmaker. I knew he had it, but this year it's the it's the hockey assist. And I think the team is definitely benefiting from it. Uh, they were a top two seed. Regardless, they had the longest win streak um, in the league. I do want to say this because I just got to. Before Paul George and Kawhi went down, the Clippers were number one, and and Utah was the only team behind them. And then Utah just completely took off, and they haven't looked back since then. Utah's the best, like. In the regular season, they've been the best team in the league this year. Like, I don't, I don't think that's a controversial yeah. statement. Um, I'm not saying that they don't deserve it. I'm just saying at the time of the when it went down, they wasn't first in the West. But to be fair, that's all I'm passed, saying. They would have passed the Clippers anyway because they went on such a big winning streak. They won, I, like, I said that. I said that. I'm pretty sure they've won like 18 of their last 20. I'm gonna 19. look at 19 of the last 20. It's too bad we know how it's gonna end for the Clippers. And the one so guy bad. they lost to end for the Clippers. I'm just saying, it's too bad. I mean, enjoy, it. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it, Jenny. Hey, the one guy that the Jazz better lost than to. The, better than the Pacers. That's fine. Get swept. We'll won't get swept. We'll end up in the same swept. place. We won't get swept. I'd rather get right, swept right, and blow gentlemen. a 3-1 lead. They won't get swept. <laughs> all right, all right, enough, gentlemen. Enough, enough, enough. Zach, any, any Donovan Mitchell thoughts before we move on to the forwards? No, he's just taking a step up this year, a bit of a huge step, really. That just... No, it was no contest. I don't even know who the other guard would be if I didn't have him in there. I have I a do. couple of guards that you'll that you'll like. I do. That you'll like. I but do. Zach. Let's go ahead and move on. You're lucky to, it's not the battleground. <laughs> to the forwards. Let's go ahead and move on to the forwards. So, Zach, I'll start with you. Who are your three forwards for the Western Conference? This was tougher than I thought. I had AD. I had AD. Can I go ahead and give my uh, injury replacement Brady? Yeah, go ahead. DeMar DeRozan. Uh, I had the exact same thing, actually. DeMar DeRozan. I don't. Rudy, Rudy Gobert, which I, I, I didn't want to because I don't like Rudy, but I, had I hate to. it. He's averaging 14 and 13. I, I had to. And then this one, yes. uh, pain, painful. I tried every Say avenue it. to try and get out of it. Say it. Paul George. Yeah. I have to say, forward in the West was a lot harder because it wasn't as deep as forward in the East. I have to say, wasn't. Um, JD, go ahead and with your uh, with your forwards. DeRozan, PG, AD, and I took AD out because of injury for Gobert. So we each had, we all had the same three. Um, I just hate that I, that I couldn't find nobody to replace Gobert with. To be completely honest, I didn't I had, want to put him either, but I, I had to. I put Gobert before DeRozan, which you know, I'm not surprised JD put DeRozan before Gobert. But I think, listen, Gobert has been incredible this year. Like just the defense during the playoffs, yes, Gobert is a, might be a liability sometimes, but he also might. was a liability. But no, okay. Here's the thing. He See was Steph li- Curry attack him ten plays straight. That's uh, Steph fucking Curry though. Jokic. Most everyone's a liability. Who's not a liability against Steph Curry? That's my Listen, question. I've never seen Steph Curry attack a single player ten to ten plays straight. Not even Kevin Love. 
Well, that's, not, that's Kevin Love not, shut not down even, in the last game of the finals, JD. Not even, not even Clint Capella. Uh, not even. I mean, do we got to go to Portland too? Who they just keep sweeping? Do we got to go to Portland? Who they keep sweeping? Stephen Adams. He went after the defensive player of the year 10 times straight. He didn't even go after Aldrich 10 times straight. He went after Rudy Gobert 10 times straight. That's all I'm saying. To be fair, against those Spurs teams, he probably didn't have. Was that DeJounte's rookie year? Uh, Yeah. So he wouldn't have needed to go after Aldrich 10 times straight. Like, I mean, is Rudy Gobert well liked in circles in the NBA? No. No, I would not say he is. Who like his teammates barely like him? I know Donovan doesn't like him. I mean, maybe they've maybe they slipped him on the rug. I don't know. Joe Ingles is the only person that like him. That's and that's because Joe Ingles, Joe Ingles, like everybody except for Paul George. I think Rudy's parents like him. (laughs) Uh, I thought we were talking about the NBA. His parents (laughs) may like him, his parents may like him. Dr. Fauci doesn't like like him. Dr. Fauci doesn't like hey, him at all. Uh, his parents might not like him. He he caused a big outbreak <laughs> in the NBA. Probably, <laughs> probably tried to go home to them with it. <laughs> he said, stay your ass in America, oh, son. Oh, God. No visits for you. Shady. <laughs> You're no, not no wrong, but it's for you, Rudy. Stay in America. You're not wrong, but it's wrong, if that makes sense. Um... <laughs> I love that. Listen, I think Gobert's defense is incredible in the regular season. I watched so okay. I watched them play the Hawks, right? And oh, they come on now. No, Hawks. no, no. But I'm just saying, this is like this is what kind of impact he has, though. <laughs> no, Zach, sorry. I thought he was going. I Everyone, thought he was going to say a playoff team. The turnstiles. The turnstiles. No, I'm not talking about on the Hawks are good on offense at the, the very Atlanta turnstiles. I'm not talking about on defense. I'm just talking about on offense. <laughs> they are a good offensive team. They are. The Hawks were afraid to go in the paint every single time, right? And this is just something that most teams are scared to do. Now, yes, a team like Harden with the Rockets, they can easily exploit that because Harden's step back was elite, right? Steph Curry, he can exploit that because he can shoot 35 feet from the basket, null and voiding like traditional pick and roll coverage right chris paul torched rudy gobert chris paul can torch him because he's an excellent mid-range isolation player right of course these are we're talking about elite point guards but for the majority of the nba season you're not playing what about Jokic? what Jokic do to him last year killed him Jokic is one of the five best players in the league right now we're talking we're talking we're talking about top five players right now and michael porter jr Jr. do to him Plus, Michael Porter Jr. is not a top five him. player to you, Alex. Mike, Mike, Michael Porter Jr. I sold him. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. The what guy center, who don't get enough play call. J- JD, what center can stop a wing dribbling to the basket? What center can do that? Bam. Yeah, that's probably Bam. it. That's that's hey. probably it. That's hey, like I'm gonna be real. I'm be real. I, I seen Joel and B get a couple stops this year. Yeah, a couple. Does he do it all the time? Listen, it's Did it hard. more than Gobert. We're not going to compare Gobert to Embiid, all right? But I think... I've I seen Jokic do it more than Gobert. Listen, okay. Gobert is... I've seen Ennis Kanta do it the other night to Luka. Hey, Bismack Biombo is very good on the perimeter. <laughs> God damn it. Listen, I just think Gobert is just an elite rim protector. And I think that... He is. He, is. he totally is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I think yeah. that over the course of a regular season, he's an incredibly valuable player. And I think even in the playoffs, deterring the rim shots, seven games, you know, shots, three-pointers can go in, you know. I think the Jazz are really good, and I think they deserve two All-Stars. And I think Gobert, the front court for the West, is admittedly weak this year. I will say, if it wasn't for him getting injured, I would have had Christian Wood over Gobert. Me I'm, too. Yeah, me I too. was. I will say that. Christian Wood mm-hmm. has been one of the, as crazy as it is to say, one of the five fr- players. He, mm, Grant probably, but it's I close. almost put Christian Wood on anyway. He's not going to be Me back too. in time for the All-Star game, I think. But No, he's not. I think Christian so, Wood has been one of the, the five best forwards in the conference this year. As crazy as it is to say. He is? He has Better been. than Gobert? Oh, yeah. I, I, think, I just wanted you to say that. That I just was, wanted you to say it. That was the big thing for me putting Gobert on is that I thought the Jazz have just been so good they deserve two players. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> but you, it just, you had unfortunately, to... people are hurt. <laughs> let's talk about the DeRozan. People are hurt. <laughs> let's talk about DeRozan because yeah. we're in LA. Yeah, leading my Spurs. Let's be real here. Did JD, I can I'll say just... it in his history there. JD, I'll just ask you a simple question, okay? <laughs> Did you ever think? That DeMar DeRozan would be an all-star caliber player in the Western Conference. Just yes or no? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I thought that the caliber would be there. Him actually making it was going to be tougher, but that that's the most I can say as far <laughs> and, as him making it. <laughs> and DeRozan's been great this year. Um, PG? For sure. PG's PG might be might need an injury replacement though. He sounds like he's got a interesting injury. He, he's they say he been improving well. He could they they only didn't uh rule him out for this week just because they said due to the progress he been making in this a different scenario he could have came back after um did this. This little uh, road trip that they took, he could be back for one of these Utah games Wednesday or Friday. So it's a, it's interesting because he may need one, but at the same time, due to him being able to walk around and stuff, that's different because when Otto Porter Jr. had the injury last season, he, he was never at the Bulls game. And then, Zach, any AD thoughts before we move on to our wild cards? No AD thoughts. I mean, I mean, he has. He's not. He hasn't been as good as he was last year. But I mean, he was dominant last be year. Be more so. aggressive, punk. Yeah, I agree. Be more aggressive. LeBron has really taken over as the first option if he wasn't already. So, yeah, nothing, nothing to say on Davis. Anything on DeRozan or I'm not. I'm not going to make you comment on PG because I'm not going to do that yeah, to you. But thanks. anything on DeRozan or <laughs> DeRozan before? We no, move on DeRozan. To Go back to your question you gave to JD. I didn't think so. I didn't think he was capable of being an all-star in the West. And he doesn't really have outstanding stats. You know, he's only averaging 19 or so. But the Spurs... 19.8. Yeah. And the Spurs are in the playoffs right now. This Mm -hmm, You look mm -hmm. at the roster as a whole, there are like five or six better rosters in the West than the Spurs. So Mm -hmm, I'm going to reward DeRozan. Give him a spot. Yeah. And let's again, let's be real here. The Western Conference forward depth is very lacking. Like Harrison Barnes has legitimately been one of the 10 best forwards in the Western Conference this year. Very bad. <laughs> it's 
like it's it's been bad for the, the west, west the west went from being forward heavy to nothing but guards now yeah, exactly. they left like i think like, for our like, wild cards think about think about everybody being healthy in the west like almost every elite team got a top two backcourt uh, yeah. back, uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Clay Damon CJ uh, CP3 and Book yep. CP3 Book then you got I say in another year you can argue DeJounte and DeRozan just do the DeJounte's all around game now to be um, fair DeRozan's playing the four so that's that's unlikely yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying we know he started off as a shooting guard, so it's hard to forget that. Then you go a healthy John Wall and Vic. You know? Vic's not going to be back next year. I can promise that. Oh, no. With full you'll see him. You'll see him, see him with a Miami Heat jersey on. See him in Miami. He'll be in Miami. Yeah. As I me think- and Caleb Lynn been saying, not, not to see Justin Powell. <laughs> um, I, on our trade pod... I just dumped. I just dumped Vic on the Celtics because the Celtics have a big trade exception. Oh. So I'm like, you know, get some more oh. firepower. But I like that. I think it's an interesting idea. But I hate it. Of course you do, hater. John Send Wall, to Chicago. John Wall. I totally forgot about him on my. <laughs> I totally forgot about John Wall in my honorable mentions. But John Wall has been playing great this year. Yeah, but he has. JD, I'll start with you. Yeah, your two wild Love cards. It. DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> I wish Boogie was back on that level. He but is not. Really, it's the. It, I got to go down to Arizona. Both of those guys. Yeah, yeah baby. Give me both. Give me both of them. CP3 and Book. Once again, CP3 has been showing you his true value. When Book went down, CP3 was was going off double-double pretty much every night, a triple-double threat almost every night, clamping up. Then do we need to really speak on Book? I've been preaching about Book for the last couple years. Let me say something. It's so interesting. Bradley Beal is now about to be uh, an all-star for doing what Devin Booker been doing the last five years. It's just because it's the West, De- man. That's the only reason. De- Devin Booker, Devin Booker, you know, I believe it's two seasons ago, outside of LeBron was the only person give you 27, 7, and 7. Didn't make the all-star team at all. Now, this year, he gonna make it just because the team better. But Bradley Beal team is the worst team in the league. Again, Zach's right. The difference in conferences. If Booker I was hate a, it. if I Booker hate was it. in the East, Clay, Clay was hurt last year. Steph was hurt last year, and we still didn't give it to Book. Ridiculous. Absolutely. Didn't he make it two years Ridiculous. ago? No, he's a one-time All Star. Oh, he he was a replacement last year. Oh, a replacement. Hell. A replacement. Oh. JD. Zach, you go ahead. You go ahead. That's with, that's ridiculous. with your two wild cards. Uh, same. It's the same. It's the exact oh, same. Oh, JD, you are not going to be happy with me, my friend. I Don't have none. I have Chris Paul. Don't say as it. my first wild card. No. Okay, before before I go, who do you think I'm going to say? That's the thing. I don't know who else you can. Let say. me think. Let me think. All right, Zach, you think what I'm going to say. Let me see here. Don't say, don't say Porzingis. Oh, God, you, no. You're going to shock us? I think I might. 
I wait, hold have, on. Let me think of all the teams yeah, in the West. Same. I got to think of all it's these a point guard. teams. SGA. No, it's a good guess oh. though. See, I was, I was, I was thinking that route. It's a point guard. That is correct, Zach. Oh De'Aaron, hell no! He no, was this, a tough omission for me. Really tough. JD, De'Aaron over Fox, book, over book. It's tough. Like this Western Conference. I put him over tough. Chris Paul before a book. Hey, look at Fox's last like two weeks. No, no, no. I'm not saying De'Aaron Fox isn't close to being an all-star. I would take him over Chris Paul before I put him over Book. You could talk me into taking Booker over Paul, but I I just thought, you know, Chris Paul's been great this year. (laughs) Any way we could swap Gobert out with Fox? (laughs) Yes, easily, easily, easily. Could Gobert be a shooting guard for one game? (laughs) I've seen Devin Booker play small for it a couple times this season. (laughs) Criteria is the criteria, gentlemen. But listen, I think De'Aaron Fox is playing out of his goddamn mind right now. He is, okay, 23 points a game, 7 assists, 1.2 steals, 47, 48% from the field almost. Now, the three-point percentage isn't great, but 34% from three. Get into the line seven times a game. He, the free throw percentage is kind of lacking, but listen. Uh, Lucas does too. Yeah, it, <laughs> De'Aaron's shooting sixty nine percent for the line, though not not what you want that's from your bad. from that's your point bad. guard. But listen, he's getting to the line. That's what matters. And I think that the shooting percentage will bounce back. Right? He's not a bad shooter at all. He's got a pretty good stroke, especially from the mid range. I don't see any reason why it should be that bad. But I think he's just a phenomenal point guard. And the way that he's carried the Kings, because let's face it, what talent do the Kings have? They have Halliburton. Halliburton's probably their second best player. Yeah. Harrison Barnes is probably their third best player. Buddy has really not been good this year, no. as much as it pains me to say it, because I like Buddy. But he hasn't been great. Rashad Holmes is Rashad Holmes. You know, he's the GOAT, but I, honestly, you know, he's probably like the one of the 25th through 30th best centers in the league. Hassan Whiteside is on this team. No. Glenn Robinson is their backup power forward. Bagley. Bagley has not been good at all this year. The problem with this team, and I want this team to be in the playoffs so fucking bad, is that the past like three years, they've had the pieces. They've had mm-hmm. good pieces. They just can't put it I- together for whatever reason. And uh, Cherry on top, you hire fucking Luke Walton. What is that? <laughs> what are you doing? The Kings are 12 they, they- they go no, always be a team. They go always be a team that's knocking on the door, but they nobody will ever answer. They just they just can't have nobody to answer the door for them. You know, JD, you convinced me. I'm putting Booker in over over Chris Paul, but it's tough. It's tough. Like that last wild card spot is tough. Those last two spots, because there's like twenty deserving guards in the West. Very it's, tough. It's SGA's up there. John Wall. Let me just read through my honorable mentions real quick because this is tough. <laughs> so SGA, um, I had Booker on there. I'm obviously taking Chris Paul on there. Mike Conley's been balling out of his mind this year. Um, Wood, Brandon Ingram, and Zion are the three forwards I would have considered for the other spot, but I don't think those two forwards in New Orleans have been good enough particularly. CJ McCollum would have been on the all-star team if he hadn't gotten hurt. Yeah. He was playing out of his mind. And I'm a, I'm a known CJ McCollum hater, but he was playing well enough to be on the all-star team. But I, I just couldn't. He's missed too much time. But I I love the way that he was playing before he got hurt. 
Would John Moran have made it if he didn't get hurt? Uh, that's tough. I know he got hurt really early in the season. He, but This is the thing, Zach. He hasn't even been putting up that great of numbers. Like, I'm going to look up his stats right now. I don't think he's been... a bad ankle injury, though. I mean, 18 points a game, eight assists. I mean, SGA and Fox are both putting up better numbers than that. And it's like, the West is so rough and tumble. If John was in the East, he'd have made two All-Star games already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's how crazy, like, it is. Like, I think... These last two guard, these last two wild card spots were incredibly difficult. JD, are you happy that I put Booker on the All Star team instead of CP? No, no, he wanted them both. He wanted them both. <laughs> he wanted them both. Um, any more analysis on the Suns can't guys? Can't convince me, Zach. Any, any, me any analysis on the Suns guys before I just we? I think Chris Paul's unlocked some guys on this team really well. Bridges and Aiton in particular. Bridges, by far. The biggest benefactor of Chris Paul coming to Phoenix. So, Will you uh, yeah, that's all I got on the Suns. Darren De- Fox is definitely my, probably out of both conferences, my hardest omission. He's like the Kings have been a lot better than they have any right to be. They're only only twelve and fifteen, but imagine if they were in the East. Convince me that they aren't a top eight team in the East. They are. They like, are. They are. They're not. They're better You're, than the Hawks. All right, Hawks, Bulls, Cavs, Hornets. Not they the Bulls. Be close with the Bulls. I'll give you the Bulls, but when they trade Thad, it's gonna be. You're gonna be a win. They're not trading Thad. They're gonna have to. Their team's gonna, somebody's gonna give them a first round pick. Ab, they're not trading Thad. You don't know Ryan's. Door. I'll bet you. I'll bet you five dollars they will. The goal right now is to make the playoffs. As long as they in the playoff hunt, that's all that they want. They're not trading that. Five dollars. Five. All right. I Virtual shake. Wait, wait, wait. With one exception. Uh-huh. As long as they within tenth place, they won't trade that. So you're saying? Oh, so if they're like on eleventh on March twenty fifth. The, they trade the bet is null and void. It's okay. Yeah. Well, when's the trade deadline? If, if the they, 25th, 25th of March. If if they fall out of the um seeding, being able to be in the seeding games, they trade them. But I don't see that happening. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we touched on just about everything. That was a pretty efficient hour and a half, guys. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Um, let's do some plugging. JD, I'll start with you because Facts and Stats just had a member of the Running Hook family on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, man. We had my co-host, um, one of the only people who get down there in the lion's den and go to war with me, Bryce Shaddy and the wife, Abby Lindsay. Uh, Valentine's Day special episode. Um, that was a great episode. It was. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to um AB, my man's my man's produced it, missed it. Whatever you want to do, greatest producer in the game, baby. Um, I, I think that that was an absolutely amazing episode. Once again, thanks to both of them. Seeing a different side of Bryce. Um, probably my favorite episode to this day. Um. Top two for sure. Top two for sure. Um, working on a new episode um, real soon over the impact of Black History Month. So stay tuned for that. 
I will tell you, JD, the only complaint that I had, and you, I told you this, Abby needed a Luka Doncic style usage rate, and unfortunately, she she got a Dorian <laughs> Finney Smith. So, <laughs> bro, she had she had a Damian Lillard fourth quarter. She closed it out. She came on late. Um, hey, man. So I'm glad I caught you guys tonight because you two are going to be back together tomorrow night recording a battleground. Yeah. Zach, <laughs> how, Zach, JD, how excited are you guys for tomorrow's battleground? Um, You know, I got a little bit of um, apologizing to do. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Got a, got a little bit of apologizing to do. It's, it's it's weird being on the mic and uh, with JD and I'm not in the moderator chair. It's just it's weird. It's very weird. It was a great experience. <laughs> um, go check that out with Bryce Shaddy. You know that those are always phenomenal podcasts. So we try to put those out like once every two weeks. I think I think that's a good goal because it gives us more content to talk about. Can't debate everything every week. You know you just, you'll just run out of shit to talk about. Um, Zach, we are doing Wandavision pods together. Yeah, we are. Amazing. <laughs> Doing Wandavision pods together this season, it's it's been good. We I don't know what the fuck we're gonna talk about on Saturday, but whatever happens in that episode, that's what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> shout out, shout out, my and JD's boy, uh, Chris Christian Logan, C Boogie. He was great on last week's episode. He he was just great. So shout out to Chris. Um, shout out my boy C Boogie got- with the hoodie. We got more stuff in this in the works at cinema. We got JD, you know, hey. you know, Fast and Furious hey, saga. Can't wait, can't wait, <laughs> cannot wait, man. Counting down to Furious Nine. I can't wait. I can't wait. And guess what? We running out of a, a whole theater. If you're not with us, you can't come. <laughs> we will own the debut. We're um, counting down with Devin and uh, Bryce. Well, they'll all be on. They won't be on together until the last episode of that series. But, uh, yeah, all of them are going to be on with me talking Furious. And also, we have your X2 monologue coming out. I am refusing to put it out until I watch the movie, Zach. So sorry if, sorry if I'm being selfish. <laughs> oh, but... Good, do it. Do it. Um, so go, ch- go check that out because Zach is a legitimately crazy person who can talk to himself for an hour about the X-Men movies. <laughs> Shout out, shout out to you. Um, Lynn Sanity, they're pivoting to college basketball. Um, Caleb texted me today. I, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but the episode will be out the same time as this one, so we'll have a double header a little bit. Um, Caleb texted me and said that this was one of his favorite episodes, and he's really rejuvenated to get into college basketball, so go check that out. And then Ooh. Triple Option Pass, some point this month, they're going to be getting together for a shoulda, coulda, woulda. Um, J.D. Hall, did you know that the Kansas Jayhawks were number two in the football season at one point in history? No. Shocking, isn't Absolutely it? Absolutely not. Um, I can't think of somebody more famous than Paul Pierce going there. Akeem Dalib went there. That, he was there that year. Will Chamberlain? Oh, and Will Chamberlain's more famous than Paul Pierce. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know Will Chamberlain went down. I'm sorry. Well, now you know, so... <laughs> Um, I thought as, Wilt was one of them guys that stayed in Philly until he went to L. <laughs> this is this Play. is a. I'm sorry. No, you're good. This is a great episode, Zach, JD. Thank you so much for joining me. Yes, thank you for having us. It was awesome. This is a great. Episode. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> of course, thank love you, you both, AD. and you will all love this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.